With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment. There's no sugarcoating it, folks. Yesterday was a brutal day for our picks on this show. We go 0-4 overall, and the only underdog I thought may advance, Angelique Kerber, was the only underdog not to advance in her Thursday match. It was just a funky one at the 2021 Indian Wells. Of course, in my opinion, the best and only way for us to proceed moving forward Leave it all in the past. Forget about yesterday. Reset ourselves mentally. Refocus as we look to put a little bit of cash in our pockets during this Indian Wells Championship weekend. Of course, Friday, October 15th here promises to be another exciting day on the grounds. We have both of our women's semifinal matches set to begin today. You've got Own Jabour taking on Paula Bedosa, Vika Azarenka taking on Yelena Ostapenko. Of course, we've got the back half of our men's singles quarterfinals as well. Tsitsipas taking on Basilishvili. You've got Alex Virev taking on Taylor Fritz as well. As such, should be another exciting ten- a day of tennis for all of us fans to enjoy. Of course, what I want to do on today's show, offer you all a look at today's board. Talk about the money lines, the underdogs, the spreads, the over-unders, the parlays that I am looking at. Offer you all my thoughts on how the matches may unfold as well. Of course, a quick reminder before we get into it, if you have missed any day of action at the 2021 Indian Wells, you can hear recaps of each and every day of play over on our mini break podcast feed. You can find all of our content covering Indian Wells, covering all aspects of the tennis world over on our website, crackrackets.com. But enough beating around the bush. Let's get to it. Here are my picks for Friday, October 15th. My GSP aces of the day. Again, only four singles matches for us to discuss. We can run through each of the money lines here quickly. We'll start on the men's side. Not surprising to see a couple of lopsided lines. You see Alex Virev, your number two, uh, three seed, excuse me. He's been damn near dominant uh, through his first three victories here at Indian Wells. He's now facing a very much in form. Taylor Fritz, and it is worth mentioning, Taylor Fritz, straight set wins over Nakashima, over Berrettini, over Sinner, the slow High-bouncing hard courts have been perfect for the young Americans game, but they might be that much better for Alex Virev, who, of course, is, you know, that much bigger than Taylor Fritz, has an inch or two on him and can hit the serve just as big as that is just as dynamic off of both wings from the ground, uh, from the baseline. And, of course, you know, again, is that much more of a fluid mover as well, is that much more comfortable at the net. Everything Fritz does, respectfully, Zverev does a little bit better. And it's worth remembering Zverev's coming off of an Olympic gold medal, followed by the Western Southern Open title, followed by a five-set loss to Djokovic uh, at the U.S. 
U.S. Open in the semifinals. And now he's blitzed his way here to the Indian Wells quarterfinals. Something has clicked for Zverev down the home stretch of this season. And of course, it is always worth reminding all of you listeners whenever we talk about Alex Zverev, he faces serious accusations of both physical and emotional assault. And if you have not read those accusations, you can read more about them in Racket Magazine on Slate.com. From a tennis perspective, makes complete sense. That's Zverev's minus 600. And to be honest, if you even want Zverev at any sort of worthwhile game spread, you've got to bet him at minus four and a half games. You get a minus 150 there. You go minus five and a half games. You get him at plus 100. Just a lot of games for him to have to cover, particularly against a very much in-form Taylor Fritz, who has served so well, who's hit the ball so cleanly from the ground. And, you know, again, Taylor Fritz, sneaky quality season for him. I believe he's 25 and 19 now overall on the year, back comfortably inside the ATP top 40, making a push to finish the season in the ATP top 30 as well. All of that said, you know, Zverev's technically got an outside shot at ending the year as the world number one if he wins this event, plays Vienna and wins it, plays Paris and wins it, plays the Euro finals and wins it. Now, that's a lot of tennis for him, but all that is to say these results still matter, and of course, he wants to assert himself. He wants to beat Tsitsipas again down the home stretch of this season, capture another Masters 1000 title, remind everyone, yeah, Medvedev may have won the U.S. Open, but he only won the U.S. Open because I had to play Djokovic first. I do expect Zverev to advance. Again, his length, his size, he'll absorb the pace, the top spin of Fritz so well, give it right back to him. I just think Zverev does everything a little bit better than Taylor Fritz does. So Zverev minus 600 makes sense. Too many games, not good enough value for me to bet anything on that match individually. So that's a stay away from me. And that's, by the way, your 3.30 p.m. Eastern time match. The other men's match on the day is just appealing enough to get in on the odds. And you look at Stefano Tsitsipas, he's minus 380 over Nicolas Basilashvili. And of course, for Tsitsipas here at this event, it's been multiple three-set victories for him. Three three-set victories, to be precise, in earning his pathway to these quarterfinals. You look for Stefano Tsitsipas wins over, uh, excuse me, two three-set victories uh, and a straight-set victory. Straight sets over Pedro Martinez, then three sets over Fodnini, three sets over Diemenauer to advance to this quarterfinal round. Of course, he did have a day off between his Demon Hour match and his matchup today against Basilashvili. And you look at what Tsitsipas has been able to accomplish this season, 53-15. and 15. He's won 78% of his matches. You look at him down the hard court stretch, Canada semifinals, Cincinnati semifinals, five-set loss to Alcaraz in the U.S. Open third round. Now another quarterfinal here at Indian Wells. He's 20-5 and five on the season at the Masters level, unequivocally, you know, has clinched his spot at the year-end finals. He's a top four guy right now in the ATP rankings, top four guy right now via the ELO ratings as well. Stefano Tsitsipas has been that good, and you look for Stefano Tsitsipas against opponents ranked outside the top 20 this year. He's 41-8. and eight. His hold percentage goes from 87.8%, which, by the way, ranks fifth, to 89.2%, well, six, excuse me, to 89.2%, which would rank fourth amongst top 50 players. You look at his break percentage here this season, 26.2, which would be a career high for him, which puts him inside the top 25 club, top 25 in both hold and break percentage, one of seven guys on the ATP tour. You can say that about for the first time in his career. 
It's been an unequivocal step forward for Stefano Tsitsipas here this season, unequivocally that much closer to reaching the prime of his career. And you look for Stefano Tsitsipas now in terms of quarterfinals reached here in the 2021 season. Stefano Tsitsipas now competing in his 14th quarterfinal. That's the most by a significant number on the ATP Tour. It's, you know, three more than Kasparuj, who's at 11, and four more than Rublev and Nori, who are at 10. And um, again, Tsitsipas, week in, week out, he's been that excellent. He's only lost one first-round match He's uh, all season long. He's beaten everyone he's supposed to beat. That said, he does have a dangerous opponent tomorrow in Nicolas Basilashvili. Basilashvili competing in his eighth quarterfinal of the season. That's a top 10 number on tour. He's won a couple of titles this year, has Basilashvili winning uh, the title in Doha, the title in Munich as well earlier this season. You look for him, highest win percentage of his uh, career. He's also got the highest break percentage of his career as well, currently here in 2021. 32-24 and 24 overall on the season. You look for him on hard courts. That number goes to 18-13. and 13. You look at just, you know, again, for him, the hold percentage. He's holding 75% of the time uh, on hard courts compared to 73.4 overall. He's breaking serve at the same rate regardless of surface. It's been, you know, again, a, I don't want to say a career season for the now 29-year-old, but certainly playing some of the best tennis of his career. Uh, obviously, he's another guy who faces serious allegations off the court, nevertheless has been been able to play some of his best tennis here uh, during the year. But look, you, you look at the advanced metrics, uh, obviously tennis abstract singles forecast, Tsitsipas an 83% favorite to Bastos Vili 17. You look at the overall rating, Tsitsipas fifth in overall ELO. You look for Nicolas Bastos Vili right now, I believe in terms of, again, overall ELO. He's currently 58th. You look 2021 specifically, Bastos Vili 47th. Stefano Tsitsipas currently 7th. Tsitsipas better than them by hold percentage, better than him by break percentage. Every metric points towards Stefano Tsitsipas. The IT test does as well and as big as Basilashvili hits the ball and as nice as a slow hard court is for him because his weapons translate regardless and you give him that much extra time it makes life that much easier for him this surface amplifies Tsitsipas's strengths that much more than it does for Nicolas Basilashvili. He has that much more time to hit his forehand return, that much more time to hit through his backhand whenever he would like. And just, you know, again, his willingness and comfort level moving forward, taking balls out of the air. That's how you hit a winner on a slow court. You beat them to the spot. You take the space away. You take the time away. I just think, again, Tsitsipas has survived against super tough opponents thus far. And then he does again against Basilashvili. I think it sets up the Zverev Tsitsipas semifinal that we all deserve now, again, on the money line, minus 380, that's poo-poo. But if you take Stefano Tsitsipas at minus three and a half games, which is a break in each set he's more than capable of, you get minus 150 odds, which isn't great, but that's about as good as you're going to do here. Down a championship weekend stretch, particularly in a matchup like this. Look, Basilashvili has played well, but... Give me Tsitsipas, who's yet to play his best match of the tournament. I think this is where we start to see his level pick up again the day off yesterday to refocus for today. Give me Tsitsipas, minus three and a half games over Basilashvili, minus 150, two units to win 1.33. Those are your men's, I suppose, related uh, men's singles matches on the day. Now you look at the women's singles matches. Should have a couple of good ones on our hands as well. And of course, it's interesting to note that uh, the, the women's semi finals are going to be played today and then the women get the round uh, get the day off tomorrow before the double singles final on Sunday. I do like the format, the way the tournament does that. If you look at the matchups today, 
again, it's going to be thin margins. We'll start with the more lopsided of the two money lines. Victoria Azarenka, minus 210 over Yelena Ostapenko. You look at what Vika has been able to accomplish this season. I believe she's 30-9 and nine here on the year in matches she's actually competed in and been able to finish. Now, of course, there have been multiple withdrawals for her throughout the course of the season, but she's winning 78% of her matches uh, here this season. You look at the hold percentage. You look at the break percentage for Victoria Azarenka. When she's been on court, she's been as good this season. I don't want to say she has been in any season of her career, but her hold percentage right now, 0.2% below her career average. Her break percentage, 0.8% above her career average. She's been who she is. And when Victoria Azarenka has been healthy, of course, she has perennially been a top 10 talent, top 5 sort of player on tour. Of course, you look at the tennis abstract singles forecast. Victoria Azarenka, 68% favorite over Yelena Ostapenko, who's been exceptional since the start of the grass court season. You look for Ostapenko during that stretch of time. Of course, that dates back to the start of Birmingham uh, at the beginning of June for Ostapenko during that stretch of time. Again, Simply sensational run for her. She's now 19-7 and seven overall during that stretch, 73% win percentage. She's holding serve. Uh, she's winning 66% of her first serve points, 48% of her second serve points. Those are both significantly above her career averages. You look for her during that stretch. Eastbourne title where, and I've said it all week long, maybe the five most impressive wins of the season. Pavlochenkova, Jabour, Kasakina, Rabakina, Kanteve in a five-match run. That's super impressive. She then goes finals of Luxembourg, right? Round of 16 Cincinnati before losing in three sets to Angelique Kerber. And, you know, now she's beaten Putenseva, Sviantek, and Shelby Rogers to get to this semifinal matchup against Vika. Of course, a slow High bouncing hard court's going to play so well for both of these players, give them that much more time to get into their aggressive baseline patterns. You look at the comparison between the two players right now, Vika just a little bit better metrics wise than everything Ostapenko's doing. Vika's holding serve 67.9% of the time. You look for Yelena Ostapenko here this season. She is holding serve even down the home stretch still just 65.3% of the time. Meanwhile, from a break percentage standpoint, even though Ostapenko had a career high 44.7% this season, or excuse me, highest number for her since 2017, but above her career average, you know, Victoria Azarenka is at 46.1%. She's still returning serve better than Yelena Ostapenko. And her length and just her ability to absorb, redirect power, attack down the line, I think they're both very good at the net, sneaky good at the net. But I like the, you know, again, I just like the consistency of Victoria Azarenka a little bit more than I do for Ostapenko. Vika, also a two-time defending Indian Wells champion. She's been at this stage before. By the way, both of these players, sneaky still kind of in the hunt for the year-end finals. If Victoria Azarenka wins this title and she got the losses she needed from Kontave and Kerber, if she wins the title, beats Ostapenko today, then wins the final, she will surpass Alina Svitolina, have a 14-point lead over Svitolina for that final spot in Guadalajara if you assume Barty and Osaka aren't playing. Vika had everything that she needed to happen, have happen, for her to stay alive. By the way, ditto for Ostapenko. She would also lead Paula, uh, she would also lead, excuse me, Elena Svitolina and Paula Bedosa, who now has a one-point lead over Svitolina. Oh, the points race has heated up. Things getting juicy. All of this still matters is the point I'm trying to make. And I do think because of that fact, 
give me a locked in Victoria Azarenka. As good as Ostapenko has been this season, we contemplated it on the mini break. Is Ostapenko back? I think the answer to that question might be yes. Nevertheless, give me Vika minus 210. You want to take her, you know, on, if you want to take her, you think she's going to win comfortably minus three and a half games. You get minus 120 odds. Now you try and go two and a half games. Those odds get to like the 210, 220 range. That's just not worth it. I don't think Vika minus three and a half games at minus 120 is worth it either because I do think there's a world where Ostapenko just catches fire and wins a 6-2 set or, you know, she just, again, comes out swinging and there's nothing Vika can do. And so I don't like the game spread on that matchup. I do think Victoria Azarenka, her consistency wins her the match down the home stretch, but that's a money line. Stay away from me. I do like Onjabur over Paula Bedosa, and you look at the money line, Jabour minus 150 against Bedosa. Of course, Bedosa, fantastic here uh, at this event at Indian Wells. She's earned maybe the wins of the tournament, her pathway perhaps the most difficult as she's knocked off. Yastremska, Goff, Krejcikova, and now Kerber to reach the semifinals here at Indian Wells, her first Indian Wells main draw semifinal. Of course, you look for Bedosa. It has been a career breakout season for the 23-year-old, 39-15 and 15 overall, winning 72% of her matches. She is one of the players to be top 25 in both hold and break percentage. And while neither of those categories have been elite, there's absolutely value to just the floor that she brings match in, match out. Again, 23rd in hold percentage, 19th in break percentage. You look for Bedosa here this year. Not only has she beaten everyone she's supposed to be 21-6 and six against opponents ranked outside the top 50, but she's 18-9 against top 50 opponents, 9-3 against top 20 opponents. And even if you want to take away the the three top 20 wins she's had at this event. She's six and three as well coming into this event on the year against those opponents. You look uh, again for uh, Paula Bedosa. It's a year of firsts and she now finds herself, as I mentioned, in the pole position for that final spot in Guadalajara. One point lead for her over Alina Svitolina. Fascinating race that I promise I'm about to tweet about uh, for all of you Crack Rackets fans who hear this. But, you know, again, as good as she's been, Jabour's your WTA 2021 wins leader. Own Jabour now 48 and 17 here in 2021 into what I believe, and I don't want to be incorrect here, is her fifth semifinal of the season. You look for her overall again, similar to Paula Bedosa. She's beaten everyone she's supposed to beat and then some. She's 29 and 5 against opponents ranked outside the top 50, 19 and 12 versus top 50 opponents, 8 and 8 versus top 20 opponents. But again, that's plenty of top. 20 battles here in this event. You look for Own Jabour. She's not just top 25 club. She's top 15 club. One of four players to rank top 15 in both hold and break percentage. And again, from a number standpoint, she's got a lead over Paula Bedosa in just about everything. She's holding 74.7% of the time. Bedosa's at 72.8. You look for Jabour. She's breaking serve 41.9% of the time. For Paula Bedosa right now, uh, she's a little bit lower than that. She's at 39%. And of course, again, from a dynamic standpoint. I just like the variety Jabour can play with a little bit more. The slice, the angles, her ability to take that ball on the rise down the line. I just think she has more pop than Paula Bedosa, who of course will badger you with her consistency. Will just, you know, so solid off of both wings. Such a solid mover as well. And she's had that much more time to be an aggressive baseliner on the slow Indian Wells hard courts. But, you know, again, 
If you can't hurt Own Jabur, if you get her time to get into her plays, you give her time to get into her patterns, you give her time to utilize her slice, she's going to make you pay. She's going to make your life a living hell throughout the course of the match. And so, again, I don't know if Bedosa's got big enough weapons to disrupt the patterns of Own Jabur, and that's why I'm leaning Jabur in this one. And now, you know, again, minus 150 as a money line. Not the best value, but if you want to take Shabur to win, and all she's got to do, you know, 7-6-7-6 or not lose a lopsided set, Shabur minus one and a half games is minus 125. Not only do you get better value than the money line, again, a straight set victory, and she covers minus one and a half games. Even a three set victory very likely covers one and a half games. You just have to be confident that Shabur is going to win. I'm not confident in anything anymore at this Indian Wells, but of all the scenarios on the board, that's the one I like the most. Give me the angles of Jabor, who, by the way, beat Bedosa earlier this season when they played in Miami. Now, it was a three-set victory for her, and they've played twice in their career. Once in 2015 was a three-set win for Bedosa. Once now here in 2021, 7-6-5-7-7-5 win for Own Jabor uh, in Miami. I like Jabour, who just cracked the top 10 for the first time, who has pretty much clinched her spot in the year-end finals. I just think this could be the feather in the cap for Own Jabour here on the bow of what has been just the breakthrough 2021 season. You throw an Indian Wells title in the mix as well. It's impossible to deny that she has earned her spot in the top 10. So give me Jabour to give the job done, continue her sensational season. Not that Paula Bedosa hasn't also been sensational, but Jabour is the pick for me. And then again, from a value perspective, I'm going to take the minus one and a half games over the money line, minus 125, two units to win 1.6. With all of that said, I know this burned me yesterday. But, of course, I do have a parlay for all of you listeners today, and that is another all-favorites parlay. I made the case for Zirev, made the case for Tsitsipas, made the case for Vika, made the case for Jabour. You parlay all of those matches together, plus 257, which, again, for four favorites, that's not that great, particularly given the round of the tournament we're at, but... What would a GSP Ace of the Day segment be without a parlay? So I'll give you Zverev, Tsitsipas, Vika, Jabour, Moneyline Parlay, plus 257, one unit to win 257, uh, 2.57. That and these are your picks for our GSP Aces of the Day. Again, Jabour, minus one and a half games over Bedosa, minus 125, two units to win 1.6. Tsitsipas, minus three and a half games over Basilashvili, minus 150, two units to win 1.33. Then the four favorite parlay, Zverev, Tsitsipas, Vika, Jabour on the money lines, plus 257, one unit to win 2.57. Those are your picks for our GSP Aces of the Day. Of course, again, recaps over on the Mini Break podcast feed, uh, all of that content of Available on our website, crackrackets.com. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out. Shout out, as well, to our friends at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that said, for our super producers, Fligner and Westoff, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone.